0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. 44th episode of Believe in Betting LA. Today is Friday, May 8th. We're mid-afternoon and... The NFL schedule was released last night, so we're going to be talking about NFL future bets here. We're talking season totals, Super Bowl long shots, MVP, Rookie of the Year, and of course, we'll talk about both LA-based football teams, the Rams and the Chargers. We'll dive into that and more. I'm your host, Sam Maxwell. You can follow me on Twitter at smaxwell713, and joined as always by my co-host Chris Lewis. You can follow him on Twitter, Lou Mandingo Rock. How you doing this fine Friday afternoon, Chris?
1: Doing pretty well. Weather's beautiful. Um, sports maybe coming down, coming soon, maybe sports. Um, yeah, a bit of a NFL draft hangover uh, for a minute there. I thought everything was normal in the world, and then, you know, <laughs> 10 days have gone by and, you know, nothing to watch.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's funny how it works. Korean Baseball League goes live, ESPN's broadcasting six days a week, and all of a sudden, you have this influx, this plethora of Korean baseball Experts out there, we do not. We do not claim to be Korean baseball experts. We we considered giving some of our picks on this podcast, but uh, we know why you come here to this podcast. It's not necessarily because Chris and I are so hilarious and fun to listen to. It's because you want winning picks. We don't feel as though we have the credibility or the knowledge or the expertise in Korean baseball, so we're going to stick to what we know. And then, obviously pertains to North American sports, the NFL season was uh, the schedule was released last night. They're sure as acting Chris as though there will be a full uh, 17-week schedule with four preseason games. The Super Bowl will be as scheduled in early February. However, we know things are subject to change. There are many outs that the NFL executives and schedule makers gave to these most of the division games are in the back half of the year. They are prepared to delay the season a couple months, the Super Bowl a couple weeks to a couple months. We may see a condensing of the season. Today's May 8th. We're a long way away from the fall. However, we do know that these are very likely to change, which is why, again, we urge you, while taking these bets, to read the fine print, especially if you're going to take over bets because those are going to be much more likely to be affected based on a condensed schedule. Again, this is episode 44 of Believe in Betting LA. You can find all of the great Believe podcasts, on believe.com, S B L E A B.com, and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. I'm at S Maxwell713 on Twitter. Chris is at Lou Mandingo Rock. Stack Capital is at Stag Cap. And of course, you can find this podcast and all the other great Believe podcasts wherever you choose to get your podcast from. That includes iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, and iHeart. And of course, if you enjoy this podcast, shoot us up, subscribe. makes a great deal of difference to our podcasts and others. So without further ado, Chris, we're going to dive right into it. Let's talk about some NFL futures here. It's one of my favorite episodes every year because you really start to have a tangible sense of how good these teams are. And I really just want to stress to everyone here, and it's not just because I like betting unders, there's consistently going to be value on betting unders. You're going to have a lot of of fans of each team betting overs for their team. There's just no way that this team is only (laughs) going to win eight games or seven games Guess what? There's going to be a lot of teams that are disappointed this season. There's going to be a few teams that impress, that overachieve. You know, we saw the 49ers last year go from long shot to NFC uh, title winner and almost won the Super Bowl. We saw a heavily, heavily long shot quarterback win the MVP back-to-back seasons. Lamar Jackson was 66-1 to going into last year. I was all over that one. It seems like it could happen with Lamar Jackson's dual threat ability. Mahomes is the one that caught me a little bit more by surprise. But We're going to talk about some MVP long shots. Let's just go back and forth here, Chris. Let's start with your season total win number one. And these, again, are all coming from betonline.ag. This podcast is presented by BetOnline, and that's where all of these lines are coming from. Go on BetOnline if you want to get the best totals for NFL futures. Let's start with yours, Chris.
1: So I can actually take a step back for those who are desperately hoping for some Korean baseball picks. Uh, the handle isn't really high enough. So a lot of the max bets on these things are like 100 bucks, which means that there is not enough money getting down to sway kind of value one way or another. So uh, I've looked at it the past few days and it's just not it's just not really worth betting. Um, Although if you are so desperate for it, find the worst odds you can get and put money on it because nobody else (laughs) knows what's going on. So you might as well take the lottery ticket. Um, NFL football. Yeah. Looking at regular season totals, you're dead, right. Uh, Most teams are going to bet overs. Most people I should say are going to bet overs on their teams because, you know, I believe in this team or I love our draft or we're going to do it or, you know, we're going to turn things around. So inherently you're going to see more value betting unders, especially big teams like the Cowboys, right. Or the Patriots or the, uh, the bucks, right. I think especially with the bucks, I would wait on them. I think you're going to see a lot of money coming in on the over and the the news, right? Oh, like Brady looks great. He's in the best shape of his life. And, you know, Chris Godwin says it's the best quarterback he's ever played with. And he's going to light the world on fire. And You know, Peter King is going to give some interview about how, how everybody's really clicking and they look in mid season form. And you're going to see a ton of money come in on the overs. Once that starts stuff starts going public. And that is exactly the time you bet an under, because all it takes is one rolled ankle from Tom Brady to miss five games. And all of a sudden that bet is going to be sunk. So, general things to keep in mind, uh, is stuff like that. And if there's a team you really want to bet one way or the other, uh, and the odds aren't there, wait. You know, you don't have to get this down until kickoff, right? So, don't be afraid to to give it a few days. Alternatively, if you love a price, grab it. So, example, something I really like right now: Cardinals under six and a half wins at plus 135. I think that's great value. I don't, I don't know what it is about the Cardinals that that people think. They're going to win seven games. Uh, their schedule is pretty tough. I'm not a Cliff Kingsbury believer. He didn't show me anything last year. Uh, mostly Kyler Murray was running for his life and you know doing what rookies do and struggling to, to find reads and find his tight ends and find uh, open receivers. And I not. I don't think he's going to have any kind of meteoric jump in his sophomore season where this team is going to win eight games or something like that. So that's my first one off the board is, is the Cardinals that under. And I think that's something that if I did bet futures, if Say Capital bet futures –
0: uh, something I would probably take today. And that's that's a great thing to bring up here. Um, you don't bet, stack capital doesn't bet NFL futures because the money's tied up for so long. And uh, let's be real that's here. Right. Yeah. At best, you're going to see your money at the very end of this calendar year, the end of December is when right now uh, the regular season is scheduled to be finished. Obviously, Super Bowl winners or losers won't be paid out until February. That's at best. If there's some sort of delay of the season, which we talked about, uh, is maybe likely, but certainly a possibility at this point, you're going to be even delayed even further. Uh, So this is something that your money is going to be tied up for a long time. And if it's going to be something where it takes away from your bankroll for other games, uh, it's not something to be taken lightly. Just make sure, number one, to read, of course, all the rules, to find print, especially when taking these overs. Don't force it right now. Odds are going to change, especially if you like to fade those public teams, which we do a lot on this podcast. As Chris mentioned, there's a lot lot of those. uh, They're going to get puff pieces all summer. You're going to get even better odds. Uh, And, of course, don't put too much of your bankroll into these features because it'll be tied up for a long, long time. All right, right. you took the Cardinals under. Uh, I'm going to say in the NFC here, I'm taking the New York football Giants under six and a half wins. I like what I saw from Daniel Jones last year. This is a team that I think eventually will be good. You have a new coach. You have a division that's relatively winnable. However, six and a half seems extremely, extremely high. I think this is priced this way because it should really be at five and a half. I'm getting at get minus 140 on the under. I under no circumstances see the Giants winning seven or more games. In fact, I think it's very likely that we see this Giants team be a top five pick again next year when they go three and 13, four and 12 or five and 11. I think you're much more likely to have that. So there's, I think, a lot of wiggle room here. You're going to have this one, I think, by late November if the season holds up. I'm taking Giants Under six and a half wins, minus 140. So you're paying a premium there, but I think this is mispriced, and so I'm happy to pay that premium. All right, we've got two under so far. Let's see what Chris has for us next.
1: I can find an over here, uh, and I regret to say it, but this is kind of more about my feelings on the Bears than it is anybody else. Packers over nine wins, plus 115. Uh, I'd like it if it was like plus 120, but I think there's just too much negativity right now strictly around – Aaron Rodgers and the fact that the Packers drafted a quarterback uh, that he's upset and you know he's he's not going to play well because he's upset for something like that. Um, Aaron Rodgers isn't going to play poorly because he's upset. Aaron Rodgers will play poorly because he's just not any good anymore, maybe. But I don't think that's the case. Uh, I think nine wins in that division is eminently doable. The Bears stink. Uh, I'm very down on them. I don't see the Lions getting any better at all than they were last year. I think Matt Patricia actually gets fired at the end of the year, if you can find any prep props like that. Um, and the Vikings will be strong, but I could actually see them regressing a little bit, maybe by a game or two. So I like the Packers to win the NFC North. I like them to win 10 games, no problem. He gets angry and he gets even. He doesn't go sulk. Uh, not the type of guy, but he has played. His, his numbers have been down the past two years, so... Let's hope that it's, uh, it's time for him to turn it around, but that's an over but
0: I like is the Packers. It's an interesting division, for sure. I mean, you had the Vikings, obviously, that made the playoffs last year and surprise with that win over the Saints. I think the Lions could be good this year. They had the makings of a good team. You saw towards the end of that season uh, kind of the formula that was starting to win for them. Matt Stafford, we'll hear from him later in my MVP long shots bets. Had an absolutely stellar season that no one's talking about before he was injured last year. If he comes back and is healthy, I think this team could be good. So that's an interesting one. But I definitely like the handicap that, uh, you know, there's a lot of bad publicity for this team about the draft, about Matt LaFleur, head coach, um, you know, potentially uh, going against Aaron Rodgers and some bad blood in that locker room. So we'll see. That's an interesting one there. My one here is a Pittsburgh Steelers team over 9.5 wins. So you're getting us at plus 110. And, again, all of these odds – are coming from our friends at betonline.ag. The Steelers, last year, Chris, they looked as though they were going to be one of the worst teams in the NFL. They were trending to have a top-five pick. They were trending to be a team that absolutely fell flat on their face. Now, Big Ben was injured in week two last year, I believe. Uh, They had Mason Rudolph, much-maligned Mason Rudolph, and (laughs) Delvin Duck Hodges as their two quarterbacks. Yet that team just kept on winning. They almost made the playoffs last year. Their defense got so much better after they traded safety Mika Fitzpatrick we have a NFL defensive player of the year candidate in TJ Watt this team has a lot of talent they are a solid organization this division while they do have the behemoth Baltimore Ravens in there is still a very winnable division the Browns disappointed for the 30th year in a row the Cincinnati Bengals are coming (laughs) off of one of the worst seasons that we've ever seen in NFL history one of those teams will be improved next year but I don't expect both of them to be above 500 can the Steelers team win 10 wins uh, and gets to the playoffs i think absolutely they can and so i'm taking them you're getting a nice price there at plus 110 i think this is one of those ones that's going to go up throughout the summer to the point where it will not be takeable so i do think this is one of those bets you get down now and you hope that the steelers continue to get better and better and better uh, i do think the ravens are due for some regression i think you saw it in that oh, playoff man. game last year not everything's always going to be rosy from year to year we always see this year after year after year oh, the Baltimore Ravens won 14 games. They can't possibly win less than 12 or 11 or whatever it is. Teams have things happen. Injuries happen. Every locker room is different. Schedules are different. And that's another one of those things. The Ravens are about to get a much more difficult schedule. For those of you that don't know out there, the way the NFL schedule works, of course, you have your six divisional games. You have the crossover matchups with an NFC division team, if you're an AFC team, and then an AFC division team. And then it's based. the last two games are based on how you did last year if you finish number one in your division, guess what? You're playing two number one divisional teams. So it's always going to be a huge disadvantage for the teams that were great last year and, a dis- and an advantage for those teams that were not so great last year. So I'm going to go ahead and taking the Steelers here. Over 9.5 wins at plus 110. So we both had an A over there. I, I think we're going to see some trends downwards here in the unders. Let's see what you got for us, Chris, your third pick.
1: Yeah, I completely agree with you about the Ravens re- regressing. Uh, I think the league is going to catch up to a little bit of the offense that the Ravens were running with Lamar Jackson. And that one, if you want a better Ravens under, uh, that is another Peter King special. Wait for him to to get out there and do a report about how Lamar Jackson's put on 10 pounds of muscle and, you know, is throwing the ball 90 yards in the air. And uh, they're going to air it out this year. And, and then people start talking themselves into the Ravens over. Uh, that's that's something to keep an eye on. Another under, and I kind of kind of don't like this. It's like taking the Packers over. I hate the Bills under, I find myself rooting for the Bills just because they're the Bills. Uh, are they, like are they see-
0: America's team now? I feel like everyone out on Twitter just loves <laughs> this loves organization. Bills. I mean, they have a great fan base, but, you know, the the candor, the, the, the pageantry of this team, the fandom nationally for this team is, is certainly on the rise. I think a lot of people... Think they're going to win this division? So you actually have them going under this year.
1: Yeah, I go under eight and a half at at plus one fifty four. It's just I think it's just a really good price, and I don't know what I think the Bills overperformed last year. I think the defense is pretty strong. I don't know that that uh, Josh Allen is is exactly the second coming. I mean, he has flashes, but then other times he's running in circles and throwing the ball straight up in the air. So I just think I think this is this seems like a Bills special. It seems like something the Bills would do is go out and win six games this year and get a couple unlucky injuries. Uh, but mostly, as in all things, I, I like the price right now at plus 154. Just like you said, if the if the zeitgeist kicks up around the Bills and people start talking themselves into it, or you know maybe they make a trade or something, and all of a sudden that you know it plummets, those odds plummet. Um, I think now is the time to get them. If you're not, if you like me, think the Bills are due for a, a bit of a backstep this year.
0: The enthusiasm around Buffalo reminds me a lot of Cleveland last year, So definitely... <laughs> A bad sign if you're a Bills fan. But yeah, that's a good price there. Eight and a half wins. That's a tough thing to get over. And sure, it's a very winnable division. But let's not forget how easy of a road it was last. these last several years, really. I think the Dolphins will be much improved. We don't know what's going to happen with the Patriots. We can't discount them. Uh, but staying here in the AFC East, I'm actually taking the Jets under seven. You're actually oh, going Jets over. No, I couldn't possibly tend to do that. <clears throat> you <laughs> talked about Matt Patricia as a coach that potentially could be fired. If you can find a prop for first coach fired this season, I think it has to be Adam Gase. I mean, this guy, if you take out those three seasons where he was offensive coordinator when Peyton Manning was with the Broncos, this guy has one, one winning season under his belt as either a coordinator or a head coach. Yes, he has uh, overachieved at times with those Miami Dolphins teams. and, And for whatever reason, people think of him as a stellar offensive mind, but we have not seen the improvements from Sam Darnold that we thought we would last year. I still like Sam Darnold long-term. Just one of the most head-scratching hires, and all the way down from the very right. in- introductory yeah. press conference where he just had those weird eye rolls. And uh, speaking of <laughs> weird eye rolls, if you haven't seen Frank Caliendo's uh, coach's video on the schedule release, absolutely hysterical. He has an amazing, amazing, amazing out of Gase impression. So I don't see how the Jets win five or six games. This is a team with some talent, and it is a weak division, but this Jets team, I mean, is just destined to fail, I feel like. this. No one has confidence in Adam Gase. I do feel as though he will be the first head coach fired. Take under seven wins. You're getting good price right now at even money. So I'm going go ahead and taking under for both New York football teams, the Giants and the Jets, under seven for the game green. All right, what do you got for us next here, Chris?
1: Adam GaSe must be a tremendous interviewer. How that guy has gotten another job is is mind boggling to me. It really is. It really is. But maybe that just speaks more to the Jets than it does about anything else. Um, another undercoming, and this is something that I'm betting with. I'm betting with my head and not with my heart because you and I both like the Chargers this year. We really like the LA Chargers. I think their defense is going to be fierce, uh, and I think they can cause trouble in their division. But I can't take the over because it's the price is, is over 7.5 at minus 167. Like That's just too much to pay right now. But under 7.5 at plus 139, plus 140, that's another one that I'd probably wait on for like two or three weeks and then see if that creeps up to like plus 145 on the under because that's darn near a really good price for – a team who, you know, Tyrod Taylor's okay, uh, I think will be fine, but, you know, I could scratch my head a little bit on how they're going to score any points, and uh, defense can only win you so many games at the beginning of the year, so it's just, it's priced in, I really like the Chargers, I'm going to be cheering for them, I know I'll probably own three or four guys in the Chargers in fantasy, I seem to every year, uh, I'm a Chargers believer, but right now it's just, it's too high of a price I'm more convinced that they're not going to get over seven and a half than I really think they're going to be under. Uh, and it's just priced in that way. But um, this is something I would be OK being wrong on
0: because I do I do enjoy the Chargers and I love the
1: new uniforms. Love them.
0: Yeah, those uniforms are exceptional. And it's an interesting line, certainly at seven and a half. You you know, that division, of course, has the reigning Super Bowl champion Chiefs way up there at eleven and a half wins. The Broncos are also at seven and a half wins and uh, the Raiders are at seven and a half wins. So. I'm going to get fire off while we're going to stay here in the AFC West. I'm going to take two different teams here right now to, to uh, finish off my picks for season totals. I'm going to take Broncos, over seven and a half. They are minus 130, so it's expensive. However, this is a team that won four of the last final five games. All five of those were with Drew Locke under center. This was a team that lost a lot of really close games, a lot of one-possession games with Joe Flacco as their quarterback. The Broncos, year after year after year, are great. At home, early in the season, that's something I want everyone to remember. They are virtually unbeatable against the spread in their first couple games of the season at home because people are not quite used to the altitude. This progress team, they added Jerry Judy. They added KJ Hamler. They added Melvin Gordon. They added Graham Glasnow at guard. Uh, This defense should be stellar. Yes, they lost Chris Harris to the Chargers, but uh, they traded for for all-pro tackle. Jarrell Casey. They added A.J. Bouye. They have Bryce Callahan back. They still have Von Miller there. Vic Fangio's defense. I think in that second year, we will take a step ahead. So this this team is built in very much the same way as the Chargers. I just think there's a bit more talent, and I think they have a much higher home field advantage. So I really like this Broncos team. I think they have a really good shot at making the playoffs. So I'm taking over seven and a half wins. It is expensive at minus 130. But this is a team that almost got there last year, and they had a very, very unlucky stretch there. And I think they'll not only get some of those wins back, but I think they'll be much more talented. It's also a team I think is a good long shot bet, to make the Super Bowl. I don't think I'm quite what, willing to get, put my money on there yet, but this is one of those teams that reminds me kind of, of how the San Francisco 49ers built their team uh, turned into a behemoth last year. And then, staying in the AFC West, i got to take Raiders under 7.5 wins. Look, someone in this division is going to have a bad year. Not every single team in the division can win 8, nine, ten games. The lowest, we've seen all three of these teams, Chargers, Raiders, Broncos, 7.5 wins. We're only going to see probably one of those teams beat that because uh, the Chiefs are not going anywhere even when Patrick Mahomes was injured last year they were still certainly a team to be uh, reckoned with and I think we're gonna see two of these three teams go under here obviously I like the Broncos over I really really like this Raiders under for whatever reason Chris year after year we see the hype for this Raiders team and I just don't get it you have Derek Carr at quarterback still you brought in Marcus Mariota I think there's going to be a quarterback controversy there I think we could see the locker room being divided amongst those two teams You saw the Raiders are still going to Raider by drafting the fastest receiver in the draft in Henry Ruggs. I don't think that defense is quite there yet. Yes, they're going to be in Las Vegas. They're going to have excitement for Allegiant Stadium. Uh, They're going to, you know, probably have some marquee wins. Uh, I I like John Gruden as a coach. I just don't believe they're going to get there this year. Eight wins is quite a lot there, so I'm taking Raiders under seven and a half wins, minus one twenty-five. Broncos over seven and a half wins at minus one thirty. So we talked about all four teams basically in the AFC West here. What else you got here for team totals for the NFL 2021 season? 2020, 2021.
1: Season? So I've got I've got one more, and I agree with you on the Broncos. I'd actually probably wait on them a little bit and see if that price gets better, but I, I like the over seven and a half too. Uh, I just I believe in that team. I bet they got unlucky last year and team seemed almost devoid of talent last year and they were still pretty good. And now they've loaded up just as you said. So I do
0: I do like that Broncos bet.
1: The other one
0: One, one more thing, sorry, you know. got you out there. One more thing before we move on the Broncos. Keep in mind last year they had a first year ever head coach or sorry. First first year ever head coach, first year offensive coordinator. Now they have a second year head coach. Things are a lot different that second year, and they brought in former New York Giants football head coach, Pat Shermer, as the offensive coordinator. So I think I think are only going to go up in terms of how the coaching staff handles this team.
1: Yeah. Big believer in the Bronco. And my last bet is purely on anger. And because it's the type of guy he is the Patriots over nine and a half plus half plus one fifty-two. I don't know how they're going to do it. Uh, but I think if Bill Belichick has ever wanted to do anything, I'd, I think it's probably, he wants to win the division and win 11 games. Um, it's a still a super winnable division uh bills dolphins jets like the jets are an automatic two wins so just think of it as seven and a half and the pats went over seven and a half uh without the jets and that's i just i think it's a it's a good price uh i think a lot of people are going to be taking the under because brady's gone rightfully so but now we kind of are going to learn how much was belichick how much was brady i'm more of a believer in belichick than i was in brady especially these last few years uh, and I think he just finds a way to do it. I think that team in a weak division figures out a way to win 10 games. And, uh, again, the price plus 152 is just great.
0: That, that team, that franchise, is, is going to be really, really fascinating to watch this year. While everyone else plays checkers, Bill Belichick's playing chess. And what does that mean, though, for the season? Does that mean that they want to go and win the division and go to the playoffs? I think Bill Belichick's smart if you know this team can't win the Super Bowl this year. Does that mean that they go out and tank? And, you know, this is a a, a tremendous quarterback class coming up there. Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence are both stellar quarterback prospects and and potentially would have even gone uh, this year over guys like Tua and and Joe Burrow. Do they want to prove, you know, does Bill Belichick want to prove, hey, I can still get this done without Tom Brady? The only year we've ever seen it happen, of course, Tom Brady was injured. Matt Castle went in there. They won 11 games. Uh, They didn't make the playoffs that year. But, you know, I certainly think Bill Belichick is capable of it. But I just don't know if he wants to do that or if he wants to bond him out and get a top pick there. You know, they mentioned that they wanted to take a quarterback. They just never quite got there based on value. So it's, it's really interesting because, you know, can we see a, a Jared Stinn-led team really winning 10, 11 games? We'll see. It's, it's definitely an interesting thing there. Um, you know, the Patriots, I, I just can't make up my mind about that one. But it, it'll be it'll be really fun to watch. Something I kind of want to talk about here, and it kind of relates here to Bill Belichick, we're going to see, look, we, we still don't really know what's going to happen with the season. We don't know what's going to happen. We already missed a bunch of minicamps. Are we going to see training camps start on time? Are we going to see any preseason football games? Are we going to see changes? Are we going to see in-season changes where, where games are canceled, where teams have to quarantine, where you're having your best players being quarantined for a couple weeks, where you're going to have backup quarterbacks starting more? I think this bodes well, though, for these teams with continuity, like the Patriots, with strong coaching staffs that have a track record of success. And I do think it's a it's the opposite for first-year head coaches. So that's something to keep in mind going into the season. Uh, teams that have, you know, returning starter, starting offensive line, uh, or teams that have returning starter quarterbacks. These are all things to take into consideration. I'm not saying, hey, the Panthers can't possibly beat their season total because they have a first year head coach or like, you know, the Patriots obviously have to go over. All I'm saying is there's another thing to look at when you're looking at these season totals. We've never seen a football season like this. This will never be the same. Even if this season goes on without a hitch, it's still going to be different than any other football season played in NFL history just based on having the the draft digitally, not having these these season meetings, off-season meetings in person. So that's something to consider, certainly, I think. All right. Now that I'm done with that rant here, I want to move on. We're going to talk about both Rookie of the Year and MVP bets. But first, I want to talk about this episode's sponsorship. And of course, that's bought to you by our friends over at betonline.ag. As I mentioned, all of the odds here that Chris and I are discussing come directly from Bet Online, And while you're waiting out this pandemic at home, you can still have some fun betting with the fine folks over at BetOnline.ag. I know there's a UFC fight this week. They've got Korean baseball. They've got a plethora of both NCAA and NFL futures already up. And of course, the election, the national election is coming up in November. They're taking a lot of bets on that. And if poker's your thing, they have a $750,000 poker series. Of course, they have all kinds of great casino games there, including blackjack as well. All in all, there's still a ton of fun to be had. So go to betonline.ag and use the promo code MyPod100. That's M Y P O D one zero zero to receive your free welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's betonline.ag and use the promo code MyPod100. Bet online, your online wagering experts. All right, let's move on here. Let's talk about MVP here, Chris. Like I mentioned last year, Lamar Jackson paid handsomely for his backers, sixty-six to one, going into that season. In retrospect, that seemed like a really obvious, great long shot bet. The season before that, you had a second-year uh, firecracker in Patrick Mahomes that easily won the MVP. And both of these were over by end of October, essentially. These both of these MVPs were clinched very, very quickly. That can happen sometimes with both the Heisman and the NFL MVP. Now, this is essentially Chris has turned into a quarterback-only award. Can you name? Can you name the last non-quarterback winner to win the NFL MVP? Gosh.
1: No, I can't. I can only think of I can only think of quarterbacks.
0: The last non-quarterback to win this award was Adrian Peterson in 2012. Before wow. that, you have to go all the way back to 2006 when LaDainian Tomlinson won the award for the then San Diego Chargers. This is an a quarterback award. Let me say that again. <laughs> this is a quarterback award. If you put your bet on any other position, that includes defensive players, that includes running backs, that includes receivers, you're wasting your money. It's going to win be won by a quarterback every single year, probably from here to eternity. And just looking back, I mean, you had these two surprises backs back years. Before that, you had Tom Brady, Matt Ryan, Cam Newton, Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning. So it's a mixture of both breakout candidates, guys like Cam Newton, guys like Matt Ryan that had never really been on that relevant playing field before, and then repeat guys like Peyton Manning and Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. So I think those are the ones you look at. Is there a second, third, or fourth-year player that's ascending that could take that next step this year, that could have an explosive offense, that could have a winning team? And it's another thing here. This award always goes to, usually, one of the best teams in the league. So you're looking for both those combinations. You have to be a quarterback. You have to be a team that's going to win 11, 12, 13 games. And, of course, you have to be someone that's put up statistics. With all that in mind here, Chris, let's talk about some good MVP bets here. I have a couple of long-shot ones here. I have one. That's a, a value, but it's not quite a long shot. And let's start here with yours. Who's your best bet for MVP?
1: So you're going to contradict everything you said, but I'll, I'll talk about my thesis on betting MVP right now. Which quarterback, I agree with you, take a quarterback. If you actually want to win, you should put your money down on a quarterback because that's who's going to get the award. Who is the least likely to do anything this year? And by do anything, I mean go out. Like, who's not going to party who's not going to go out who's not going to see people who's just going to be sitting at home watching film you know is it going to be an older guy is it going to be an Aaron Rodgers is it going to be a Drew Brees is it going to be a Ben Roethlisberger like a guy like that who's just you know has has done the social life thing has enjoyed their mid-20s of being an NFL quarterback and now is just going to try and stay healthy that's kind of my thesis on on betting this uh like a guy like Matt Stafford right like had a great year last year got banged up but He's the type of guy that will throw the ball 10 million times and have a billion touchdowns. Um, it's quite possible. But looking at the numbers, and again, it's quarterback award, but just looking at the price, the one I like the most right now, Derek Henry, plus 4163. What if he carries the ball 35 times a game? What if he rushes for 15 touchdowns? Uh, what if he single, what if he accounts for like 85% second? We saw that yeah, early. Two yeah, The,
0: answer, yeah,
1: the answer is he'll still finish second. You're exactly right. But my thought is, is like, it's the price is what is leading me this way. But if I'm trying to talk myself into it, it's the idea that no kind of quarterback uh, ascends. Nobody has an amazing, incredible year, you know, maybe lack of training camp plays into that. So what's dumb, easy way to run offense is just run the ball but just price wise he was the only guy that stuck out to me and honestly it should probably be like plus 5000 but i could see i could see writers and the people who vote on this talk themselves into a guy who accounts for 80% of his team's offense um assuming he can he can kind of repeat what he did last year in the playoffs where he just single-handedly dragged the titans uh, across the goal line literally
0: let's just go let's just use this as a taste test. let's go back and look at Todd Gurley 2017 2018 <laughs> 2017 2,093 yards from scrimmage Nineteen total touchdowns. Twenty eighteen. He had eighteen and thirty-one yards from scrimmage, twenty-one total touchdowns. Did he win the MVP in either of those years? The answer is no. No <laughs> He didn't. Really? And and he was on two very, very good teams, including one that went to the Super Bowl in that run. If Todd Gurley can't win the MVP with those types of numbers, I don't think we're ever, ever gonna see a non-quarterback win this award ever again. So uh you know, if any if any team wants to prove that wrong. Uh, it, of course, is Tennessee Titans. They want to run the ball and play defense, and we saw it work for them last year. But, uh, you know, unless Derrick Henry goes out there and, and suddenly is part of the passing game, I, I, just, I just can't see it. And I don't think you're, you're likely to see the Tennessee Titans have the same type of success on the field as we saw a year ago either. All right, so you took Derrick Henry there, just defeating everything I just warned everyone about. I'm gonna <laughs> you're, not little, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. It's just, a, the
1: best, it's just the best that i found.
0: That's found. Yes, yes, fair enough. Um, I'm going to start here with the long shot. And it's the long shot I think is the best. And that's Drew Locke, 100-1. to 1. We've seen back-to-back second-year quarterbacks win this award. Do I think Drew Locke's anywhere near as talented as Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson? Of course I don't. However, the Broncos certainly are building around Drew Locke. This is his team. They built the offensive line well. They have two very capable running backs. They added a plethora of speed on offense, adding both Jerry Judy and K.J. Hamler from the draft. Second year ascending tight end Noah Fant is added. They added his his college tight end Albert O oh, from Missouri, who ran the fastest forty time of any tight end last year. And this is a defense that I think is going to put him in a lot of advantageous situations. As we mentioned, I like the Broncos uh, for a number of reasons, including that coaching staff's uh, you know returns there with Vic Fangio in his second year. I don't think Drew Luck's going to win this, but at 101, yep. put down ten bucks and see where that goes. You know, this is certainly a team. I can see winning twelve games, winning thirteen games, and then you're gonna to have to put Drew Locke on a short list there for MVP candidates. So I like the value here. I think you're gonna see this climb. I think you're gonna see this settle at around seventy-five to one. I think that's what the, the, the odds really should be. So go ahead and take it down. Have some fun with it. That could be your long shot bet of the year. Drew Locke, 100 to 1 to win the NFL MVP. Oh Drew Locke. It's a lock. Drew Locke's a lock. <laughs> Certainly not a lock. That's 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 <laughs> for sure. But I, I like the odds here. So all right. Let's talk about yours. Continue.
1: So my second pick, and this, this gets to the uh, – a little bit to the quarterback. I'm not taking a quarterback, of course, because why would I do that? Um, let's assume Tom Brady finds the fountain of youth and just rips, like, 47 touchdown passes. What if Mike Evans catches, like, 36 touchdowns or something something absolutely insane, right? All right um, yeah,
0: so if someone catches 36 touchdowns, they'll, they'll probably win MVP. Yeah, that.
1: <laughs> they'll <laughs> – They'll attribute a lot of that to Brady, and they'll want to get give it to him, right? But let's, you know, let's just assume it's a price thing. Plus thirteen thousand, Mike Evans. Just assume he's just the beneficiary of Tom Brady, like Randy Moss. Remember when when uh, the pass just threw the ball deep, like every fifth play? Uh, This is my one opportunity to buy into the Bucks hype. Uh, The odds are just insane, and if Brady has a couple games off, and then that's what you need, right? You need Brady to. To have like a rest game or go out in the, the first half. Mike Evans still have a good one, and then all the writers will talk themselves into, yeah, you know, uh, Tom Brady was great, but remember those two games where Mike Evans still had four touchdowns when he was out, uh, and that's how they talk themselves into it. So yes, this is a this is a long shot, but I think most of these are. I think a lot of it is, is throwing darts at a board and at plus thirteen thousand. I can finally own a share of the Bucks and cheer for them for one reason.
0: <laughs> I just think there's it's just going to be. Uh, there's too many weapons there. And, and if Tom Brady does have that kind of season, you're going to see double digit touchdowns from, from Evans, from Godwin, from Gronkowski. You'll see a great running back season. It's just, they're just going to cannibalize each other. I, I don't see a world in which we ever see an offensive weapon besides really. maybe a once in a lifetime kind of running back where they just you know, ride him to death. And he has 350 carries in a season and it breaks the 2000 yard mark. We could potentially see that. I just don't see a receiver doing that just because there's going to be you know, another receiver on his team that's probably going to be, in theory, just as good, if not, uh, you know, kind of cannibalizing each other. You see that oftentimes uh, in college football as well. All right, moving on here. You already talked about it. Matt Safford, 50 to 1. I don't know if I see this team winning 12 or 13 games That's one of my criteria for the MVP. However, let's look at it. Fortunately enough for us, easy to do the math on Matt Safford because he only played eight games last year. And believe it or not, he's only going to be 32 this season. You think if Matt Stafford hasn't been around forever, and he has. You know, he was uh, a rookie there in 2009 after being drafted very heavily – or very highly, of course, by the Lions. But, uh, you know, early on in his career, remember, he was a gunslinger. And then they wanted to just kind of roll it back and then run the ball. Of course, Matt Patricia banks his head against the wall for those reasons. (laughs) Last year, in eight games, Matt Stafford was on pace for 38 touchdowns and 5,000 passing yards. Okay. Those are MVP numbers. Those are the type of numbers that MVP has. You're getting 50 to 1 odds here for Matt Stafford. All you need is for him to continue that pace, which, granted, was a torrid pace. I don't expect him to continue that. And, of course, you need him to win 11 or 12 games. Either one of those things are possible here, Chris. You're getting great odds at 50 to 1. This is a tremendous blend of both a favorite and a long shot kind of bet here. Matt Stafford, 50 to 1 to win the MVP.
1: All right, I got one last one. And this is finally I get some chalk in here. Uh, And it goes back to what I said at the beginning is which one of these guys is just not going to be doing anything who's going to be staying at home and staying in the film room. And to your point earlier on the team totals, who's got coaches and offensive linemen and people they know and they've worked with for years and years and years and missing a training camp isn't going to be a big deal. My boy Drew Brees, plus 1458, you know, could be on a mission is looking at the end of his career. He's got all the offensive weapons in the world. Him and Sean Payton are of one mind. The price. Plus 14.58 should be a little higher, of course, with all these things that are not high enough for, for kind of what you're betting on. But I'll happily put my money on an on all-time quarterback and a guy that knows his coach and his offense inside and out.
0: It's an interesting one, certainly. It's been, uh, you know, the Saints have been the darlings of that conference, that division for quite some time. I think they're a much better bet to win the Super Bowl, win the division, win the conference than I think Drew Brees gives you a value there for MVP. All right, I have a couple more here, so I'm just going to rapid fire off here. Philip Rivers, longtime Charger quarterback, 40 to 1, for very much the same reason that I like Matthew Stafford. I like Philip Rivers. This is a veteran quarterback. Yes, he was absolutely dreadful last year. But think about two years ago. He was just fine. That was a tough season for him. And guess what? He's got a substantially better offensive line around him. That was one of the main knocks about the Chargers these last few years. Would anyone be surprised if this chart or this Colts team, excuse me, Win twelve games next year. I wouldn't. This is a really winnable division. We saw the Titans obviously peak last year, but I like this Colts team quite a bit. They're going to have a much easier schedule. They have a great offensive line. They've got a one-two backfield punch: Jonathan Taylor and Marlon Mack. They got Ty Hilton there. They drafted Michael Pittman from USC. Rivers forty to one. You talked about it earlier. What motivates people more than anything? It's drafting your successor. So <laughs> go ahead and take Aaron Rodgers here twenty-two to one. Jordan Love's not going to play this year, guys. He's not. Yeah, he and will. guess what happened when Matt Patrick Mahomes was drafted to the Chiefs? Alex Smith went there and had a career year. He was one of the MVP finalists that year, if you remember. He had a career year. And, and just a quick shout-out to Alex Smith. I watched that, uh, that, that, that E60 on ESPN. Just a, an amazing story. Uh, I had to turn away a few times because I was getting a little quimsy from the, the legs showing it. But just just yeah. really good to see him. And it was his birthday yesterday. So it was good to see him running around. That's why I post that picture. So shout-out Alex Smith. Aaron Rodgers, I think, could very easily have that same type of year next year. They are building this team to be a power-running team to play defense. You saw that with their draft, obviously. But I do think Rodgers is motivated. I think he goes out there and proves that he's still the best in the game. And then finally, we mentioned here Derek Henry. I'm going to go ahead and take his quarterback, Ryan Tannehill. I know this is not the way the Titans want to win. It's not a team I think is going to have as much success next year. But you can't lie with the results here, Chris. Uh, you know, Last year, they made the AFC Championship game. Ryan Tannehill was one of the best quarterbacks in the league late last year for the last five or six weeks. He was absolutely on fire. You had the emergence of A.J. Brown, uh, his wide receiver there. 80-1, I think is good value there. I don't think they're going to need him to be the man with a good defense. And with, of course, Derrick Henry, I just like the value there uh, at 80-1. to 1. So of all of those, my favorite one still is Stafford at 50-1. to 1.
1: Yeah, if you can believe it, actually, Ryan Tannell, and I can't remember the metric now. It was one of the more NFL advanced metrics. Completion percentage, you know, attempt per yard or whatever it was. He was uh, mm-hmm. he was like the most efficient quarterback in the league last year. So uh, definitely a guy that has kind of found his spot um, and, and one that, yeah, wouldn't be, isn't a bad idea to take a flyer on.
0: Right. Okay, so let's move on. Let's talk about rookies here. We have a couple of rookie of the year bets. I have a couple of props here as well. Start us off here, Chris.
1: So I got two. I got two rookie of the year bets and the easy one is chase young. It's this more gets to the kind of the laziness of the people who vote on these things. They're going to look at a newspaper. They're going to see late in the year. Chase young has nine and a half sacks. And they're going to be like, yeah, that guy's really good. He should win rookie of the year. Um, I think if you're betting to win, I don't think you're going to get good enough odds on that because he's probably going to be the favorite. um, And that's something that's easy. Well, MVP is a, is definitely a quarterback, bet. Rookie of the year is literally whoever can be in the top five in the league at any particular stat. Uh, so I think Chase Young is the easy one if you're just looking to win, but you're going to be paying for it. Tiny bit of a sleeper, but we talked about this in our draft coverage. Guy I love, hometown L.A., Cam Akers. I think he can light the world on fire. I think if they run the offense through him, if they give him the workload like Gurley got, get the ball in his hands and let the guy move, um, I could see him leading rookies in touchdowns or yards or something like that and being a good bet. But I really like Cam Akers' talent. And if the Rams are smart, I think they'll get him the ball and just let the guy work because Florida State was not very good and the guy still was a, was
0: a shining star there. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, and, and you mentioned here, Chris, MVP is always going to be a quarterback. Rookie of the year varies. Yes, we saw Kyler Murray last year as a quarterback, but we've seen running backs two of the last three years, three of the last five years. Went to a running back. You know, we've seen Dak Prescott in between. So uh, stick to either a running back here or a quarterback. We did see Percy Harvin win it back in 09 as a kind of receiver, uh, slasher. You know, he did a bunch of different things on special teams. Then we saw Odell Beckham kind of break through it for the receivers in 2014. That was an extremely rare performance. So stick to either a quarterback here or a running back. The only guy I have here, the only candidate I have, and the only bet I'm going to suggest here, I like J.K. Dobbins at 16 to 1. He fits in so tremendously well with this system. I think Mark Ingram is going to regress mm-hmm. tremendously. I could see J.K. Dobbins going out there and exploding in year one. This is a guy I think dynasty long-term for fantasy football is going to be tremendous. I think you'll see him take this backfield by storm. Mark Ingram is still going to be there. They still have Gus Edwards. They still have Justin Hill. And, of course, you're going to get cannibalized by Lamar Jackson. But 16-1 is great value. You see a lot higher odds for guys like Jonathan Taylor and Clyde edwards Lair. So I think Dobbins there. 16-1 to 1 is the value that I'd like to take. Now, in terms of the other rookies here, I like taking unders across the board, whatever you can find, for both Tua Tagovailoa, rookie quarterback for the Miami Dolphins, and Justin Herbert for the Los Angeles Chargers. I don't think either of these guys are going to play very much, maybe not even at all, for two different reasons. For the Chargers, I think they like and are committed to Teron to Taylor. I think you're going to be a, a successful team most of the season, and they're not going to want to make the change until the season for them is over, and so you're not going to see Herbert play more than a couple of games. For Tua, there's been a lot of rumors that they just may want to redshirt him. They have a very capable starter in right. That's Patrick. They don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl this year. Redshirt him. Make sure that hip is healthy. Take these unders across the board. You're seeing 37, 3,800 passing guards for these guys. You're seeing 23, 24 touchdowns. I mean, these guys have to play a full season to get to that point. If you're even you know, making your first start in October, which is very possible for both these guys, you're not going to hit that. Even if you have an amazing, amazing rookie season, those are some heavily, heavily inflated numbers based on these guys thinking, the odds think they're going to play 16 games. So I'm taking unders across the board for both of those highly rookie drafted quarterbacks. Anything else here for rookies for you, Chris?
1: No, nope, but I want to reiterate what we said at the beginning, what you said at the beginning, is remember, when you're putting your money down on these things, it's going to be tied up for an entire season, and if the season gets delayed for any reason, like with the NBA, the books are likely going to hang on to your money until Roger Goodell wanders out there and says the season's canceled or the season's over. Otherwise, it's, just, it's going to sit in pending, and your 50 your 100 your 150 bucks is going to sit there for a long time, uh, and given the uncertain times we live in, just be cognizant of that. You know, don't tie up too much money in something that's going to be sitting around for a few months. Just please, please, please remember.
0: Right, right. And again, in terms of all the overs for the season totals, and especially for statistical props, make sure you're reading that fine print here. I think we're going to see some wonky things happen this season. I don't think it's unrealistic to think this is going to be a much lower scoring year than years past. So just be very, very careful when taking any sort of overs on props. All right. Any final thoughts here, Chris? Episode 44 Uh, believe in betting la brought to you by bet online i feel like the prognosticators are finally getting on my
1: bandwagon the the drum i've been banging for like five straight weeks of like sports is going to come back tomorrow there's too much money sports has got to come back i'm finally starting to hear that from mainstream media people saying like wow there sure is a lot of money in this like they got to get things going they got to get things on the air so Uh, I think we're finally kind of sort of maybe almost there. Uh, You're going to have a short. This could be exciting. The silver lining of this is like baseball is going to be really interesting when they play like 90 games um, to kind of see what happens in the sprint and uh, takes away a little bit of what baseball is, at least for me. The fact that it is a marathon, But it will be fun to change it up and kind of watch baseball teams sprint right through their through their year. So uh, interesting times we live in. Uh, Sports is nigh. I can feel it in the air. Weather's nice. Uh, People are going to be ready to want to watch something on TV. Uh, And even if you can go to a game and you have to sit six seats away from somebody, uh, I think they're finally, finally, finally going to figure it
0: out because uh, money is on the table here. Right. You know, no one's even started practicing yet. There's been no training camps. Um, These people have to resume training before anything happens. Even if we hear something today that people are going to start resuming, I don't think we're going to see live sports probably until the end of June or early July. But hopefully we get some good news here. Hope everyone is hanging in there uh, and, and you know, staying healthy, staying safe, staying positive. I know there's a lot of states that are reopening now. Still, be as cautious uh, and as nice to your neighbors as you possibly can. You know this is a difficult time and you get dirty looks from people that are not wearing masks and stuff. You can only worry about yourself. but I think that's just a message that everyone needs to hear. All right. Well, that was episode 44 of Believe in Betting LA. This is our NFL Futures episode. Go ahead and tweet at us here. Lou Mandingo Rock on Twitter for Chris if you want to give him crap about taking not one, but two non-quarterbacks <laughs> to win the NFL MVP. Myself is S Maxwell713. Stag Capital is at Stag Cap. The Believe Podcast Network is at Believe Podcast. That's B-L-E-A-V for the Believe Podcast Network for Stag Capital. For Chris Lort, I'm Sam Maxwell. Thank you guys for listening and we'll see you guys next time. All my life I never knew what I could be what I could do. Then we would